0: Welcome to this edition of the Bench Row Sports
1: Podcast. I'm glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies. they about the hottest topics going around the world, sports. Because sports are back, baby. I'm your host, Wesley Splane. Joining me today is the original crew, Anthony Frattini and Brandon Farrell. Guys, what's up? What is up, fellas? What's going on? Guys, what's up? Another day, another Sunday. Ready to kick this off. You on vacation there, Ant? Uh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, something like that something like day golfing down there uh i plan to i plan to uh for sure but um the way the weather looks right now it's very unpredictable so if Uh, if it if there's lightning here i won't be doing that If it rains i probably definitely will but i'm gonna try to get to the beach um try to get to charleston probably charlotte um visit some cool places around here and uh just enjoy the week. Charleston is gorgeous, dude. I love oh, Charleston. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Everywhere down here is nice. Everywhere. On the, oh. on the coast of South Carolina, though. Mm-hmm. Inland is, like, terribly hot. Inland is, yeah, you're not going to see much inland inland at all. How long are you down there for? Probably till at least Saturday or Sunday, so, like, a full okay. week. Nice. Yeah. Good, Good Make a stop yeah, at Ocean City, Maryland. That's yeah, I'm going to be, be. Com- coming back up. So, yeah, so Actually, that'll be up. out of the way. Or, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll come back up. Who knows? How long is that drive from your your place? Ten hours? It's about a good nine, ten hours, yeah. Dude, we hit, all right, we hit no traffic today. This is the first time ever in my life of driving down here. Because we used to drive down to Tampa area, exactly where Brandon is. And, literally, this is the first time ever drove down here and no traffic I, I we did not stop we stopped one time when there was a car pulled over on the side of the road i think in virginia and that was it it was dude wait you sailing. went on 95 DC. had no traffic zero bullshit dude, no I way swear that happened to God, my life i was literally i was thinking of you and your dad when i passed past capitol hill dc there was no traffic baltimore well, I, I was I mean, usually i'm Sunday. stopped in baltimore yeah, but still, it's the middle of the summer. Dude, it's, it's like always summer. It, it's always it's yeah, always but, crowded here.
0: Yeah, but with what everything that's going on, I mean, I don't think maybe a lot of people just probably aren't traveling. Well, I think that too. But
1: I'm honestly telling you, though, not that there were like some cars on the road. There were like no cars. Like Washington DC was like empty. It was almost weird. Dude, Baltimore crazy. too. It, It's always crowded in Baltimore, D.C. Always. The beltway is always awful, man. Like 6 a.m. We were in Baltimore in that area around like 10 or so. 9, Mm -hmm. 10. Well, Brandon, you remember last time we went, we hit decent amount of traffic in that Baltimore area. Oh, Baltimore
0: was the worst, yeah. It was
1: awful. And there was construction. And Wes, I'm like not kidding you, man. Nothing. I I stopped one time in Virginia because somebody got pulled over. And that was it. And that was for like a... Maybe ten seconds. Traffic stops. Yeah, because everyone stops when someone gets pulled over. Yep. <laughs> and so do, yeah, yeah, they do, especially down here. And then also the weather—no rain at all. Usually it rains down here. Like once you get into North Carolina, it just downpours. There was no rain. Yeah, so really no traffic, did. no rain. It was perfect. Dude, I was driving back from a doctor's appointment from DC one time at like two o'clock on a Friday. And I was in traffic for like six hours because, that was awful. because a semi-truck fell over overpass going across the highway and like four <laughs> in cars. In D.C.? Went. Like uh, in Virginia, like oh, southern Virginia. Virginia. And I lived yeah. in Virginia. And it was a 40-minute drive from D.C. And I had my doctor appointment in D.C. And it sucked, dude. That's that so bad. Sucks. I don't miss that. Like I coming down here. I mean, Brandon, you know it. Going down to Florida and then like being up in New Jersey, man, you do not miss that at all. Yeah, it's it's terrible, dude. And like Jersey and New York traffic is so much better than DC traffic. They're just a bunch and of that, idiots. And that says that says a lot. <laughs> it does. Jersey traffic sucks. It does, dude. Four ninety five is no joke during the commuting hours. Two eighty seven, man. That too is just. Oh, there's just it's too many people. That's the problem. What's that by Wash It's the beltway around D.C. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like. and LA then you probably. get into ninety five, and ninety five is the only way that Even like the side roads to avoid the traffic, they're all backed up. Like Route One's always backed up too. It's probably. I think LA is probably the worst in the country though. Maybe. Yeah, I I have no experience. I heard it's like an eight-lane highway, and it's it's bumper-to-bumper every day. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. All right, well, since sports are back, the NBA and MLB seasons are off and running, and also the NHL's postseason is going on, that means fantasy sports are back, and we're proud to announce that our new partner, Thrive Fantasy, which is a daily fantasy sports app for player props and fantasy lineups and all that stuff, and They're a great app to work with, and you choose five out of ten players for the NBA, and you can earn money on player props by building your lineup. So each prop has fantasy points uh, associated with over-unders based on likelihood and occurrence. Uh, The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. So, And they also have PGA tournaments, too, and the major was just uh, PGA Championship was just underway in its final round now. Thrive has awarded over- a million and three hundred thousand in prizes since launching in twenty eighteen. So use promo code Bench Bros when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant twenty dollar bonus on your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or the Google Play Store or by visiting the website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. And guys, you can find that link on where, Wes? Find that link on Benchbrosports.com and on our social pages. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you, Thrive Fantasy. Go ahead and um, do some fantasy. So let's get into the NHL playoffs. It's been a wild and chaotic uh, qualifying rounds and a lot of upsets too. So the five seeds, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Edmonton Oilers, are out because the Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens Upsetted them in the qualifying round. Also the Coyotes of Arizona, we howling, and baby, they defeated the Nashville Predators to move on into the qualify or into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Also Vancouver won their series against the Wild along with the Islanders and Calgary Flames. Uh, the west is pretty much set in stone right now, while the east has Toronto and Columbus duking it out right now in game 5 as we speak. Round Robins were ran and Teams were making adjustments and stuff. And the Flyers ended up being the one seed in the East. And in the West, it was the Vegas Golden Knights in a shootout. or It was a shootout and overtime goal to beat the Avalanche. I think it was an overtime goal. So it was overtime goal, and we got our playoff matchups set and ready to go. And what do you think of the qualifying round so far? Pretty much done. It was exciting. Yes. The Orange... And the black, baby. Oh, the orange and the black. Um. Anyways, before I go into that, no surprise, called it earlier on in the season. <laughs> not a big deal. Any- no, anyways. you did not. No way. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I literally said, don't doubt my Flyers to make it to the Cup. They're going to do great. We talked earlier. Not going and I said the Bruins are not going to be a good team because they're older and the Flyers already have that edge this year and the chemistry is great and they're playing super quick and it's just clicking. But I, I don't need to go back into that. That's on one of our old podcasts. But anyways, biggest <laughs> shock game, honestly, guys, in all seriousness, was the Canadians and the Penguins. It's just, to me, I always viewed the Penguins as the New England Patriots of hockey. As long as you have Mike Sullivan with his energy and Sidney Crosby as your captain, there's no doubt that they're going to make it maybe at least the third round of the playoffs. But they, you, we even talked about this yesterday, Wes, is that they do not have, it's not even the chemistry, but they look so off. Crosby had a straight shot. He was in the slot. He had a straight shot at the net. He passed it to somebody and then passed it back to him and then he shot. That's not like Crosby. And when your captain is off, your whole team is going to be off, especially Cindy Crosby. So they wound yeah. up losing that series three to one. I mean, that's that's crazy. The last they lost kind of on tough. Cindy Crosby's birthday, which was the cherry on top of it all, too. For real, yeah. But that was surprising me because they didn't really have too much talent. I mean, they got Shea Weber, uh, Max Domi, and uh, Tatar, and then Carey Price. But that's only four guys. But –
0: Hey, that man, defense, like,
1: yeah. man, the, it, defense is goaltending, you know. That wins you mm-hmm. playoff games. Well, but can we officially bury the Penguins as Stanley Cup contenders? Because they got swept last year by the New York Islanders, who then get swept by the Carolina Hurricanes. And then yeah. they don't even make the playoffs to the 24th-ranked team going into this tournament. Right.
0: So I thought, I they're, just,
1: they're just playoff-like worthy team, team now. I don't even consider them contenders or – you know, Stanley Cup potential champions. Like they're not a threat at all anymore. They're their young guys are all gone. They're all scattered across the place from those Stanley Cup winning teams. Malkin to me is one of the most overrated players. You can say what you want about his skill and everything, but he, he just throws it wide right or wide left from the net, not even close shots. And he just misses passes all the damn time. Cindy Crosby's good and Jake Gensel is good. I Chris Letang I think is like an aged defenseman. Nothing about that team seems like their chemistry. You mentioned it is so off. Like we we just need to bury the Pittsburgh Penguins as contenders and just make them just like a playoff team. The best player on that team in this series this year was Chris Letang, and that was surprising because he had like a stroke. He's been he's had injuries before. He's been beat up and he's not. He's older, but he's not old old where he can't move. He was playing the best hockey he's, that I his prime is past. But bit. he's but he's still playing great hockey. For him to play better hockey than Crosby, that's a little scary. Crosby yeah. is not playing good. And they need to figure out who they need to put in net because Matt Murray, what happened to him, dude? Oh, I know. And Mulkin, like you said, man, he's just uh Mulken is still so overrated. He's got a great backhand shot and that's it. Yeah. And he's a big body, but he's a pain in the ass. I, I don't think I'd want to coach him. I really don't I don't think he would be an enjoyable guy to coach. He just seems like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I'm just from what I see. So that was the most shocking series. The next series that was a little surprising was the Blackhawks and Oilers. We called it. I definitely thought the Blackhawks were going to win that, just the fact that experience is everything. Patrick Kane, he's done this before. They're like a, a newer – Yep, they're like a younger Pittsburgh Penguin team. They've been to the Cup many a times. They hoisted the Cup many times. Um, they have a lot of experience, a lot of heart come playoffs. They know what's on the line. They know what it takes to get to the next level, and they showed it against the Oilers. They got a lot of good young guys, too, that was missing from like their uh, absence when they were just mm-hmm. a playoff team. They got a good young core now for the third and fourth line. Crawford played good, actually, going up against Christ Idle and McDavid. yeah. Yeah, um, but the Coyotes, I mean, you called that one. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought they were definitely going to give them a run for their money, but they pulled out with the 3-1 series. The Bruins look slow like expected, and the Islanders, man, solid team. They have a solid crew this year. It, it, they should definitely be able to do some damage this year in the playoffs. They won their series 3-1. to um, Canucks, also they advanced. I didn't catch much of that series, but they advanced, and also – Got the Maple Leaves and the Blue Jackets on. That has been a pretty good series. The Blue Flames, Jackets up one nothing right now. Mm-hmm. The Flames advance expected. And let's talk about my Philadelphia Flyers.
0: So oh, wait, hold
1: on. Can we just talk about one team? Like what's it? This Carolina team. Oh, Hurricanes is really like they swept the Rangers out. Like it was not even mm-hmm. close. And. They are a very scary club going forward, man. They are big. They are physical. They, get, they control the puck. I think they control the puck majority of that series. Like they, The whole entire third period of one game was just them having the puck and passing it around. They're missing their best player, Dougie Hamilton, but um, Tara Vinen in there. Sebastian Aho has been tremendous. He, he's uh, small and fast and shifty with the puck. You got Warren Fogle. You got a bunch of great guys. Peter Morazic had a good series. I mean, this Carolina team is very scary, and they they could make a run all the way if they wanted to. They have playoff hockey um, abilities, and they're co- i forget who their coach is, but he was a former player. I forget I think like, it's Ron Ron Brindamore or whatever his name is. Yeah, tough they're, dude. Yeah, they play feisty all the time. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're a huge team. Like they got so, some big guys on there. So this isn't a shock to me at all that they swept them. If I had to pick a team that was going to sweep yeah. any team, it was going to be the Hurricanes against the Rangers. And I say this because the Rangers reminds me of a team right now where it's a pick-up hockey game where you throw your sticks in a pile and you just sort them out and who, whoever stick is with each other, whoever sticks are with each other is just like, that's a team you're on. And there's, I don't think there's any systems they're working with. There's no chemistry. There's no hard playing out of, hockey. Lundquist is on uh, his way out. Yeah, Lundquist is a big issue. It's just they're they're having a hard time coming back up since they made it to the – didn't they – no, not make it – I'm thinking of the Devils in 2012 against the Kings. But, they did against the Kings the 2014. Oh, they did then. That's right. Yeah. That 2014 I'm thinking, okay. So they're just having a hard time figuring out who they are, what their identity is, who who's going to fit what spot on the team. There's just yeah. no real chemistry there. The thing is that's sad here is that they actually outplayed the Hurricanes statistically. More shots, way more hits. Face-offs are pretty much even. Um, you know, all those things are pretty much even, but they just cannot put the puck in the net. Whatever is going on, they just cannot score and Carolina is a tough team. They came out of nowhere, and as the NHL, as expected, is that's how some of these teams play. They come out of nowhere. Yeah, so. They're my uh, pick to win the Cup next year, man, because they, they're not really losing anybody. All it is is Justin Williams is just going to be an unrestricted free agent. That's it. All right. And All right. they already got a good base of young players and old players. They're big and they're physical, man. I mean, they're a tough team moving forward down the line. That's going to yeah. uh, go around. Like, they're not going away anytime soon. I mean, teams on the rise right now, clear teams on the rise, Hurricanes, Islanders, Coyotes, I mean, those are just teams that are going to be on the rise for a while right now. Yeah, they are. So, uh, since we have the next round pretty much figured out, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers will play the Cinderella story of the Montreal Canadiens in the first round, hence to back in 2010 when they played in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was also when the – Canadians were the eighth seed and upset my caps in the first round. The caps were the one seed. So it can happen. It can happen. And then Tampa Bay is the second seed. Hold on. I'll go through these matchups. Tampa Bay is the second seed. They're waiting on the winner of this Toronto and Columbus Blue Jackets game. Washington Capitals will face the New York Islanders. The Boston Bruins will play the um, Carolina Hurricanes. And over out west, you got the Vegas Golden Knights going ahead, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks. Then the Colorado Avalanche will take on the Arizona Coyotes. Followed by Dallas will take on the Calgary Flames. And then Vancouver Canucks will go on with the St. Louis Blues. So, first off on that. So, going back to my Flyers, and this is completely unbiased, but my honest truth is I think the Flyers are the best team in hockey right now. They beat the Bruins, which is a tough team to play. They beat them 3-1. to one. They allowed one goal against that team. Then he moved on to the Washington Capitals, another very aggressive, tough team, fast-pacing team that likes to shoot the puck a lot. They beat them, what was it, 4-1? to one? No, 3-1. 3-1. So they beat two good teams back-to-back, 3-1. to one. And then they went on to play even a tougher team, a faster-paced team that likes to wear you out, and everywhere you are and where the puck is, they're at. And that's exactly how Tampa Bay plays. And they beat them not only 3-1, to one, but 4-1. to one. So Carter Hart is playing amazing. I expected him to play like this. I just don't see this team losing an edge. I think they were just too hot coming out, and that chemistry was there. It's not like they stopped playing hockey for, you know, six, seven, eight months. They just stopped for the three months or whatever it was. And they're ready to come back. They knew what was on, on the line for them. They believe in themselves. You can clearly, clearly see it. And, dude, whoever is the scout for this team, there is a ton of new talent just lighting it up. The chemistry, have you seen some of their goals that they've scored? And and these are just not, re- like, some average. These are they're not regular average goals, just, like, snapshots, top shelf. Like, they're going through the legs. They're doing, like... These half 180 turns right on the tape to a backhand top shelf. Like, they're absolutely beautiful. They're just playing great hockey. They're playing great defensively. They're yeah. everywhere they need to be on the ice. And they're just, they're just winning games, simply put. Yeah, they're a good team. It's just I'm curious to see how they'll do in, like, a seven-game series. Now, Granted, it's, like, easy to go one game into it. And that, this is just me being devil's advocate here. Because, look, the Flyers haven't won anything since 2012 when that was their last playoff series win. They haven't won the Cup in a long time either. So I'm just curious to see how long – if they match up with, like, a Carolina, like a big physical team that likes to um, get on bodies and stuff, like, are they going to be able – because they're not that big, are they? I mean, like, they're, like, an average, decent size, and they like to use their speed and skills. They're very well-balanced. They're very well-balanced, so they have... Yeah, but I'm just concerned for, like, a longevity of a series. Like, if you get into a seven-game series with Montreal, which is, like, all defense and carry playoff carry price is no joke either. I'm just, like, I have a bit, question marks. Like, I'm not so sold on the Flyers yet as, like, a playoff, like, contender contender. Like, a Stanley Cup contender. They're playing great hockey. Don't get me wrong. It's just...
0: I'm not sold yet.
1: I'm not even gonna count the Bruins. The Bruins are a very tough team to play. Dude, what is going on with? them? But they're just looking awful. I think if you can beat the Washington Capitals and the and the most importantly the Tampa Bay Lightning
0: without I, Victor I think, Hedman
1: and then Capitals were without John Carlson, and Lars Eller. Yeah, but it I, even one guy, I don't. You know, it's only one guy. I yeah. mean, like Connor McDavid. He's the best hockey player in the in the league. He by hands down. And they couldn't do anything against the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks were so well um, sharp and coming into all their games, they knew what they had to do with him. They knew yeah. that they had to contain him, take care of him first, and then worry about. Um, the puck and then and it's just systems it's just figuring out what works and and dissecting the team that's why i uh, I feel like the round the round robins were it was just a lot of teams just like hey we don't care about wins or losses let's just figure this out you saw it with the west like let's figure out what our holes are let's address them let's make sure we're getting pucks on the net and we'll go from there i'm not really taking a lot from the round robin Because, look, I mean, Robert Leonard was in net for the Golden Knights, and they ended up being the one seed. And Andre Fleury is their guy. So I'm just curious to see, like, are these teams going to be full go now since it's actual playoffs now? Or are they going to play the same as the round robin? I mean, we talked about this before. I don't know. To be honest with you, in my honest opinion, the Flyers just have such a great coaching staff, too, with so much experience between – um, what a difference a year made. Elaine Veen, I don't know how to say his last name, but he was the Rangers coach, and he's clicking with the Flyers. Yeah, and then they have Michael T- T- Terran. I don't know how to say his name, and then Mike Yeo. They're all great coaches. They've been coaching for years. They have plenty of experience uh, under their belt. They complement each other very well, and that's a big part of it. Now you got a bunch of young guys who are hungry to win. They're playing hard. They're very well balanced all around the whole whole rink and they're very chippy that's that flat philadelphia flyer type of hockey where they're in your face they're going to do whatever it takes to get the puck away from you mm-hmm. so what do you think of montreal's matchup so i didn't with this whole coming down here and everything i didn't really catch too much of um who they're going to be matching up against but uh erry price dude insane he, he he's like vintage carry price that whole entire first series against oh, yeah yeah I mean that's a big reason why they won too is goaltending. tending. Yeah goaltending he's is like is a hundred and twenty something shots that whole series only allowed like a couple goals and that's it. Who who are they playing next? They're playing the Flyers dude. Montreal oh, and the Flyers. Really? Yeah. Wow I should know this. Okay. <laughs> I just said it <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know why I didn't like pick up on that. Um, wow. No, I, I have no, uh, that's why I'm concerned. (laughs) Like if the flyers are going to be like, they made their money off of passing the puck really well during the round Robin and the Canadians, they're a really good defensive team with Shea Weber and like uh Petrie and all them, dude. Like, I'm just curious to how that's going to be because the flyers love passing the puck around to their guys. I wouldn't be, I'm going to say this right now. It's a best of five game, Right.
0: Best
1: of seven. Best of seven. It's best of seven? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say sweep, but I would say take the Flyers are going to take that series three to one. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I just don't see them. I just don't see this team matching them against the Philadelphia Flyers. Six or seven. Just because of Carey Price and that defensive mind alone. like They're really well-balanced in defense.
0: Yeah, you, I don't like, know. I
1: Max think told me they just... didn't really do much in the first round, but, like, if you get those goal scores going, then, you know, you could have a good series.
0: Mm.
1: I like the capital yeah. chances against the uh, Islanders, too, and Boston's kind of in trouble going up against Carolina. We already talked about Carolina, but Boston just doesn't have any chemistry right now. Yeah, I, I think Carolina, I think uh... – the Islanders and the Capitals is going to go at least game six or seven. Uh, yeah, maybe it depends on if John Carlson gets back. Uh, he's I a huge on that defense because our defense is shaky right now. The Capitals are just not that team that they were when they won the Cup. They were just nasty. They were just a, like a. It was like a you know V eight sports car going against a Toyota Camry. There was just no matchup there. Well, You're no, just too it, it's just like the defense has taken a blow ever since then. And, like, we're much thinner on defense than we were then. That's that's the biggest difference. We still have the guys to go. It's just uh... – also, this ice is, like, really rough. Don't you see that? What's that, the one in Toronto? Yeah, both of them, honestly, with the amount of work they're getting. I think they said that it was, like, an inch thicker than what it usually is. Like, it's usually a three-fourths of an inch thick. For, like, regular games. And I guess because of the wear and tear that they're going to put on, I think they put, like, a quarter inch or more on. Probably, yeah. I'm seeing players fall over the place and, like, the puck bouncing like crazy. It looks like a lacrosse ball out there. (laughs) Well, it's probably because of the, uh, like you said, they're chewing up the ice a lot. So Yeah. Maybe uh, the later the rounds go, the less ice – the less action the ice will see so i don't know it just looks rough right now Mm -hmm. but no i believe that it does look very choppy it's also mid-summer too so i mean i'm sure the system there is very good for keeping the ice cool but at the same time i mean it's the middle of the summer yeah i mean the west is going to be opened up and then we're going to be following this nhl playoff action all the way through so you can come here for all your latest playoff hockey action and uh, news and breakdowns and stuff. So uh, do you have any idea, like you're sticking with Colorado in the West? Honestly, I, I, that was just a guess because I, yeah. I have no idea. I mean, look at the Blackhawks, you know, it's just, it's, it's any it's Joe awesome. playoffs, any team, any team can win, but I am going with my Philadelphia Flyers for the East and for the, for the West. I don't know. I mean, maybe I may switch it now and say uh,
0: Colorado
1: is good, but I just don't know if they have what it takes to make it to the third round and no less make the cup. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas made it again this year. Mm -hmm. Vegas, I mean, the Blackhawks played great. They may be the healthiest team on the West Coast. So it's tough. It's a lot of good teams. I'm still sticking to Tampa in the East, and then hopefully Dallas comes through somehow in the West because Tyler Sagan didn't play at all in the round robin. Dallas is a good pick, but after
0: they haven't, a, a they pick. can't
1: score. <laughs> they only because scored Jamie Benn is goals. standing on the ice. Yeah, he's not I, even skating. I don't if know. The puck moves. You got to move with the play. Yeah, he's was standing at the blue line play. today. Who knows? Maybe they got Tarasenko back, so. That's big for them, maybe. So, All right, from one bubble over to the other, the NBA regular season is trendling down to its final games. I think the NBA season ends on Friday. And the Lakers already locked up the one seed. The last time they were the one seed in the West, they ended up winning the whole thing in 2010 with Kobe Bryant on the roster. The Milwaukee Bucks ended up locking up the one seed in the East. After they were upset by the Brooklyn Nets for some weird reason. I don't know why, but the Brooklyn Nets were major underdogs in that game and ended up pulling it out. And TJ Warren has been taking the bubble by storm by scoring tons of points. I think he's averaging around 30-something points per game. Uh, Ben Simmons subluxed his kneecap from what I heard, so he's going to be out for the rest of the time. And also, Joel Embiid exited today's game with an ankle sprain. Not looking good for your 76ers there, Brandon, but... The NBA bubble has been really successful now with their virtual fans. These games have been really close. The Trailblazers have been scoring a lot of points. What are you seeing from the NBA regular season? I feel like they just picked up
0: right where they left off. Uh, a lot of teams are pretty much playing the same. Uh, Milwaukee's still got the uh, the East locked down. LA still has the West locked down. So from what it looks like, the Lakers are going to finish with the best record in the West. The Clippers yeah, are going to lost. It. Yeah. Yeah, the Clippers are a few games behind, but I don't think they could catch up. Um, Houston's actually been playing really good ball since they've been playing in the bubble. Uh, their Dude, small, yeah. ball, small ball has been working for them. Um, but you know what? I, I think Toronto is going to sneak, sneak up on Milwaukee come play all time. That's and, what I was thinking,
1: uh, too, because like Milwaukee's just been looking lackadaisical out there with, against the Heat, with no Jimmy Butler out there, against the Brooklyn Nets where they dropped that ball.
0: Sure. Toronto Toronto's a sneaky team. I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on them through the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're a sneaky team. I think Boston just doesn't play any defense.
0: Boston's still a really gritty team, though.
1: Yeah, they got like three guys that can be the guy on that team.
0: Uh, yeah, exact. and it's not like they're household names. These are young dudes.
1: Yeah. Which, I, I mean, go ahead. I, I was about to say, what do you think about T.J. Warren balling out during this whole entire time?
0: He's been good, man. I mean, I think he's just been excited to get back to playing basketball, and it shows the way he's been playing, you know. Um,
1: like a young Kawhi Leonard out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's been good. He's been fun to watch, man. He, he really has. He's been taking it by storm.
1: I kind of hate it now because, like, this is the last week of the regular season, so a lot of these teams that have been locked up are going to arrest their players. And mainly right now is just, like, who's going to get that eighth seed in the West between Portland, Memphis. Phoenix Suns have been balling out, too, with uh, Devin Booker, man, hitting a game-winning shot. And he's been putting up, like, 30 points a game, too. Spurs are right there. I think the Pelicans are just in there. but
0: I, I mean, yeah, you could say the Pelicans are there. But, I mean, they, they, they have been disappointing.
1: They've been really disappointing, dude. With
0: the talent that they have, they should be playing a lot better basketball.
1: What's the deal with – I don't know why they're resting Zion so much. Like, just dude, just let the guy play a regular rotation. Don't, like, rest him and give him only seven minutes of playing time or whatever. Just – if you think he's out of shape, get him in shape by playing in the bubble.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's not fair to him that he has to sit on the bench 90% of the game. No. Uh, you know, they, they keep him in the game in the, in the beginning. But then at the end, when it's crunch time, you see him on the bench. It just doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't. And it's like you're there to try to win. And, like, are the Pelicans really there to try to win? Like, give him more experience. Give him more chemistry with Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. and
0: I, I mean, J.J. Redick has been the star on that team.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is going to be the first year that J.J. Redick doesn't make the playoffs in his career, which is yep. insane.
0: Well, he's playing with a lot of young guys, and again, it goes back to Zion. Zion's supposed to be the guy on that team, and they're not treating him like the guy. They're treating no. him like a, like a six-man.
1: They're treating him like an NFL backup quarterback, like a rookie backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, like. gotta let the, you have to let the kid play, man. I mean, when he's in the game, he, he's a difference maker.
1: Yeah, and he's like balling up against these seven-footers, and he's only six seven or whatever, <laughs> and grabbing these rebounds. They're treat they treating him like me and Brandon in elementary school, where we got <laughs> we got caught in the first first round. You gotta let him go, dude. You gotta you gotta like let the horse run the racetrack. You just can't keep him
0: in the stable. Yeah, you can't be afraid of him getting injured. If he's he's gonna get injured, whether he's in the game for for thirty minutes or he's in the game for ten minutes, you don't know when it's gonna happen. If it's gonna happen, he's clearly you guys- in shape. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, Brando. I was just saying, he's the guy is clearly in shape, and he's capable of playing a, a, you know thirty minutes. Did any of
1: you guys watch the NFL? Um, I don't know what it was exactly the name, but it was when the Nick Foles and the head coach did the Philly special. He Nick Foles said the coach said to the coach whatever the, I forget the coach's name, but he's like,
0: Doug "Are we Peterson.
1: doing it?" Yeah, Doug Peterson. He goes. Yeah, he Are we goes over oh, special, Philly, Philly, and he goes. The coach goes, I've never heard this. The coach goes, oh, you want to? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, let's do it. He ran out, Philly special, touchdown. Like you said, though, Wes, let the dude play. Now, I'm not so involved with the NBA, but I believe that instead of trying to control every player, is just let them be themselves and watch the magic happen.
0: Well, that's, again, that's what makes the – I mean, once Doug Peterson got on with the Eagles – you know, he, he, he trusts his players, and that's why they that's, played so well.
1: That's why Andy Reid and the, and the Chiefs have done so well, because he even said he lets them coach themselves at some point. They're professionals. Exactly. And especially in the NBA, where it's all centric on the players making plays all the time. So it's just a different sport with basketball.
0: It's, it's going to be, I mean, between Portland, Phoenix, um, and probably San Antonio. I don't see New Orleans or Sacramento sneaking in there, but I would say the way Phoenix has been playing and Devin Booker, yeah. they could ju- easily jump ahead of Portland.
1: They're, they're balling like crazy out there, man. It, it's insane the jump that Phoenix is doing right now.
0: Uh huh. Devin Booker has been playing lights out, man. He's, he's been playing like an MVP dude, this season. Yeah,
1: man. he is, man. And it's going to be interesting once he's up for free agency because I feel like a lot of these big-time teams are going to try to grab him or Phoenix yeah. retaining him. But Phoenix right now, needs
0: to hold on to him. Yes, yeah. that's their guy. That's their guy for the future. Pay him, give him a big fat contract. They need
1: to draft better. Him. That's, that's what it is. And you need to bring guys into Arizona that want to play. Well, yeah. yeah. Right now, Memphis holds on to that last spot. They're up a game against uh, Portland and Phoenix. It's going to be like the eight versus nine thing. So right now, everyone's chasing for that ninth spot. So Portland has it right now. And I feel like if Portland ends up matching up with the Lakers. That could be a potential upset right there because the guard play. I don't see the Lakers having too many guards that will be able to guard Lillard or CJ McCollum or even get in the face of Carmelo Anthony, who's been balling out too.
0: With the way they've been playing, their record just doesn't reflect it. Yeah. And you And know, It's I, even
1: better on defense too. A lot of these good teams just don't have defense. That's true. That's true. I mean, they've been able to shock a lot of teams here in the bubble and you know, I, I think they beat the Grizzlies right now in a one in like a two game playoff. I, I don't know what's going on with the Grizz. I think it's just John Morant right now and the players around them aren't really holding up the uh end of the table. But
0: Well they even have Igadala. I mean, Igadala's still a great player.
1: And he's not I haven't really seen much of the Grizzlies game, but they just haven't been cashing out lately. They had like what, two wins so far in this bubble?
0: Um, hold on a second. Let's see. They they're well, yeah, I mean they're they're three and seven in their last ten games.
1: Yeah, it's just that's not good.
0: No, that's not gonna cut it. That's not gonna that's not playoff basketball. That's not gonna they're, be a
1: Phoenix Sun team right now or a Portland Trailblazer team.
0: Well, the thing about Portland is um It's C.J. McCollum, man. You see him once it gets down to crunch time and playoff time. This guy just balls out.
1: And Damian Lillard. They got two studs, dude. It's Like, if they match up with the Lakers, I feel like they could easily push the Lakers to seven games. Because the Lakers right now is just AD is balling out too, but it's mostly they're just getting a lot of twos. Like, Danny Green's been shooting, but he hasn't been really connecting from down range, like downtown three-point range. Like they don't really have a solid guard to be able to pass the ball around and score from the
0: outside. Well, Rondo went out, so now they're. I think it's. Yeah, um, that's big. And Avery Bradley wasn't even there, so. So it's who's the who's the who who's the other kid? I forget his name. He's. I think he's a rookie or it's his second year. Oh shoot, um. The white dude that makes all oh, these crazy dunks. Caruso. Yeah, yeah, Alex Caruso. Yeah. They have a couple other good players, too, that
1: come off the bench and stuff, but not really, like, good starters. They're not that deep.
0: They're really not a deep team.
1: Kyle Kuzma has been okay. He's only been putting up 12 points. Dion Waiters, which they signed him in free agency. He's good, but he's, like, he's not going to put up, like, 15 or 20 per game. Right now he's only doing 10.
0: I mean, between LeBron and AD – those are your guys that are going to put up the points throughout the game. If they're not on the floor, you really don't have too many difference makers out there. So you need to have one of the two on the floor the whole yes. 60 minutes.
1: I mean, how do we feel about uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid going out for the 76ers?
0: Uh, the Sixers have been, I mean, they've been eh, as it is this season. And now that they're losing their two best players, I, they'll, I mean, they're already locked up in the playoffs. But they're the sixth seed. They're probably going to go against Boston. And I, I think it, Boston's just gonna sweep them. Yeah. If they don't ha- you know what I mean? If they don't have him beaten Simmons, it's it's gonna be a sweep.
1: Even if they match up with like Miami or um
0: Miami's not gonna get that third spot. They're they're six games. Well the- no.
1: Well I'm saying Philly is a game behind Indiana for the fifth spot. Like Miami, Indiana and Philly are all within a game of each other.
0: Well it depends on the record.
1: Yeah, they're all Miami and Indiana at 43, and Philadelphia has 42.
0: Well, no, I, I don't mean record. I mean it depends on who they're playing. Yeah. What, what their next five – because the season's over on Friday, so it, 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 these next five games, they got to make them count. Yeah. I mean, it, this is playoff basketball. You're fighting for a spot and who you're going to play in the playoffs.
1: Then this is when the stars truly come out too. Exactly.
0: I know they're going to rest the starters, but – if you're a bench guy or you're a six man, I mean, now's your time to shine. Exactly. Now's your time to really play and show, show the team what you're about.
1: Yeah, next weekend we'll get into the playoff basketball too when it officially kicks off. And I don't know what's going to be the deal with that eight versus nine. I think that's only going to be like two games and they're going to take care of that immediately. Maybe that's like Saturday or Sunday. But-
0: I, it's going to be interesting to see because nobody's got home court advantage because there's no fans. Yeah, so well, there's virtual fans. A, there's virtual fans, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, it's not – you're not in a real playoff environment.
1: Which, also, why, do, why don't they fill out all the seats for the virtual fans? Like, I've, I've watched in a couple games and, like, it's like the top row is just not filled. Or, like, I don't know if you have to pay for those seats or whatnot, but they should just fill out the rest of the virtual fans' Like crowd, I don't know why seats are empty in the virtual fans. Like let everyone zoom in.
0: There was a goat
1: at one period. Shaq was in the stands. Lil Wayne was in the stands at one time. There was a baby. The NBA's <laughs> getting creative with uh, the virtual fan thing.
0: You know what? They need to do that for baseball too. Behind the behind home plate.
1: I feel yeah. You would have to put a screen behind there though. Yeah, that's, so, better just, at,
0: that's better than looking at cardboard cutouts.
1: Yeah. Or like a banner across the seats for the NHL. Go ahead, Ant. No, that's what I was saying. MLB, I'm surprised that MLB actually did a decent job with that, doing all the cardboard cutouts in the seats. Yeah. I think, honestly, man, it's a tough time. I think every league is doing a good job with what with what they have, trying to take care of the health and safety of the players and organizations as well as trying to get a season going and not keep it boring. Yeah, the NBA and the NHL have no positive tests, which is good for uh, bubble situations. I mean, the MLB is still struggling with that whole coronavirus thing with delaying games and stuff. Yeah. I think the Cardinals still haven't played a game in like two weeks. So, yeah, that's getting out of control. It is getting out of control, but hopefully it maintains for the rest of this uh Season, the 60 game season, which now double headers are now seven innings. I didn't even know that. And I was betting on the Yankees for one game and it was like game over. I was like, wait, there's two more innings to go. It's like <laughs> it's double headers are seven games, seven innings, which is crazy, but whatever. Makes it work. So that's just
0: something new for this season?
1: Yeah, just this season for uh, making up the games. Because the, like, they keep delaying all these COVID games. And now it's just you have to double up, and you can't even make them up in, like, October or November because then you got to delay the postseason. So they're going to shorten it to seven innings and just get as many games in as possible. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what's the interesting part is the Rona team, the Miami Marlins, are, like, first place in the division because they just haven't been playing.
0: So, like, they were, like, seven and three. (laughs) And they're first place in the East. I know there was talks about them not even finishing the season because of all these delays. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just going to keep rolling, just keep stacking
1: these games on top of each other. I think it came out when they were rescheduling that the Marlins were going to play eight games in five days. So what's the deal with, uh, with the MLB season? They're just, just going to keep, keep going. People are still testing positive. From what it seems like with the Cardinals, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals have Jeez. only played five games right now. How is this happening? Baseball's got to get their money. It's a money game now. Well, we've got a lot to talk about college football. Yeah, you want to get into that right now? Let's do it. So, uh, yeah. Mac, Mac has suspended fall sports. So, there's going to be no MACTION Tuesdays through Fridays, which is a bummer. Trash. But- <laughs> Mac is great to p- throw on the TV, man. You just see these awkward punter throws, and
0: uh, I, I mean, at least it's something to watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, Maction is gone. UConn has suspended its football program. They were an independent school anyway, and they had low budget for all of these COVID tests that they're gonna possibly need and stuff. So they're just suspended the whole season. Uh, Micah Parsons, the big time Penn State linebacker, is projected to be a top five pick in this next NFL draft he opted out of the season he had a newborn son um, on the way and he's not risking his health and the health of his newborn so he just opted out and as of today right now the power five conferences are in an emergency meeting today um, to see what they're going to do about possibly no college football season or fall sports so it's a lot to take in there but Ant, go for it since you're the college guy. Yeah, so I'm really shocked when I saw that out of all organizations, it was the Big Ten, right, that was the first one to come out and say that they want to cancel. They wanted to delay. I, I, I haven't heard anything about canceling, but. No, they want, to, they want to cancel the season. Really? I'm pretty sure they want to just get rid of the season. I'm, like, almost positive what about that. point, dude, like. No one's basically doing anything. It's just a bunch of individuals making their own decisions at this point. Like, the NCAA is just frustrating right now. I mean, so, really. It says, yeah, that the Big Ten is preparing to cancel their football season. And then if they do, then the rest of the conferences will pretty pretty much follow. So, out of all conferences, though, the Big Ten was the most quiet. Because the Pac-12, and this is including some guys from Oregon, spoke out about equality. And now... That is carrying through, I guess, at other schools, but they're just not saying anything. So now they want to cancel it instead and try to figure out what's going on. Um, dude, honestly, I don't even know exactly what's going on here. But uh, it's just college football is kind of a mess right now. As a total, I mean, sports are a mess, but um, college football is just really. I never thought it would like get to this point. I just feel like. I don't know. I just feel like it's just there's too many people and just someone someone wants something and then another person doesn't want to do it or it's just stuff's all over the place I feel like. And now they want to cancel the whole season and if they do after they tried, you know, not having fans and and getting the players back into the weight room to train again after, you know, having a decent amount of time off. I just think there's a lot of work that needs to be done inside the NCAA first. Yep. Can we talk about that? The NCAA is so, so, like, ass at this point. I already hate the NCAA, but when I saw the news er- earlier this week that, like, they're, they're pretty much being lackadaisical about it. They're like, oh, the conferences are going to make their choices. It's, it's up to the conferences. And then they go to the Supreme Court asking them to limit the extended benefits that, these athletes get on scholarships. Like, what the hell is that, dude? Like, you're not doing anything. You're not announcing anything. You're letting all these schools make their own choices. But then once it comes to scholarships and money, then you step in and say, oh, no, that's not right. We can't do this. Like, that, that's lackadaisical, and that's utterly sickening from the NCAA. It's such a mess. There's no leadership.
0: All these conferences are on different pages. It's, it's no – there's no commissioner, which is the biggest thing, too. That's, I mean, that's the thing about the NCAA. Like, I love college football. I think it's better than NFL football. Um, but again, it goes down to, I mean, I understand why guys don't want to play this season because it's all about the NCAA and getting their money. That's all they care about. They're, like you said, well, there's no control, no commissioner, and everybody just makes their own decisions. I mean, I, it would honestly surprise me if there is a season the way things are going.
1: I think that the NCAA needs to follow a militaristic approach to things. Wes, you literally just said it, and Brandon, you pretty much agreed with him as well as I will, is there's no leadership. Guys are just from different conferences that's calling the shots of what team is first, second, third, fourth in the playoff with, like, no real understanding of the team's ability. Then there's – there some conferences are canceling games and things some are not going to do, it, and some are going to do this, and some are going to – like, You, there needs to be some type of full organization and standing standard operating procedures or whatever for everybody to do the same thing because they're all within the NCAA. So why – if everyone's within the NCAA, why is one school doing this and another school is doing that? Everybody should have to follow the same rules just so it's fair for everybody. Not so that you're controlling everybody, but it's much more smooth if everybody's on the same track than if they were or not. I mean, yeah. think about, like, the mili- our military, U.S. military. Can you imagine if some of the soldiers came in or, like, Navy SEALs or whoever they were and they're like, oh, you know what? I don't feel like doing this today. I want to stand up. They, they would literally just say, like, just get out or whatever. You know, there's – I just think that, you know, there needs to be that leadership. Well, another thing too is like these – there's not a a lot of schools can basically afford like everyday testing and the amount of medical and uh, training and stuff like that for this COVID stuff. Like there's a lot more Oregon states than Ohio states, meaning like there's a lot more smaller Mm -hmm. schools than like the big money schools. And the thing about the NFL is they got billionaire owners that are able to afford like a little – pay cut to make sure this season goes on with all the COVID stuff. And with the college, like they're saying they're strapped with cash and stuff like that with these fall sports. And it's just like not a lot of schools. We're going to see more than just UConn drop their football season, their fall sports. We're going to see more schools follow that same pattern. It's just college football I don't think is happening this year. I mean, I've already I don't. I'm
0: Honestly,
1: already prepared man. for it. I'm, I'm not really putting much into it. I I don't think if we get a season, we may get like a five, six game season, to be honest with you. Because after leaving Oregon after the quarantine or after the pandemic or the start of the pandemic, I saw no signs of – I mean, nobody saw any signs of anything picking back up. And now they're trying to get it to pick back up, and yet we're still running into more problems. So in my opinion, too, I don't see us getting into a season this year. And also – if you're not going to have students on campus, why have the athletes there? Like, then you're going to make them, like, an employee, essentially. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing with, like, the Pac-12 and stuff. And you're not even saying any safety guidelines or nothing at all. So, wh- what are we even doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Brandon said, NCAA football is great. I think it's more exciting than the NFL, hands down. I love college football. It's probably... I almost think I like college football more than I like hockey to so at least watch. But um, you know what they need? They need the Rock to come in and buy the NCAA, just like how the Rock yeah. bought the XFL, XFL. They need yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, they need to. They need to reverse whatever they've done. They need to. They really just need to find alignment within the whole organization. It, it's unfortunate, but I'm pretty much written off the whole entire season. You're still on the fence about it. But I, I, just don't see it happening this year. But. Yeah, I definitely don't. I mean, it might, but I'm now leaning more towards it's not gonna. It's gonna be pointless for those colleges to do yeah. that. If you're gonna have classes online or whatever. Then and there were so, and there were so many good games this year too. I know. I was we so looking forward. forward to, it, like, oh man. so looking forward to the Ohio State Oregon, and then there was like
0: a, a couple, a lot of other good ones. Notre Dame, Clepson. Yeah. I mean, there was who left. would you be rooting for, Ohio State, Oregon, Ant? Who would you be rooting for?
1: That's, like, impossible.
0: <laughs> I'm going
1: to have to do what, like, Agent McCarron's wife in and, like, made a, a 50-50 jersey, like, half Auburn, half Alabama, because I just couldn't pick. it. Dude, all right. So, like, diehard Ohio State, grew up with Ohio State, but then interned and worked with the team and the players and the coaching staff at Oregon. So it's yeah, like, you just what have do to, you do?
0: You just have to admit to yourself that you're you're truly at heart an Oregon fan now.
1: Yeah, you're a duck. Yeah, no doubt. Why, why root for a plant that's poisonous? Root for the duck. <laughs> Dude, I love ducks, but – Buckeye leaves, <laughs> they're so unique. <laughs> you know, you've never seen the Buckeye tree in Ohio? Famous, uh... It's ugly!
0: It's famous tree, dude.
1: No, no,
0: it's well, not honest, ugly. Honestly, Donald honestly, Duck or a tree, dude. Pick. Honestly, no, Both. It's, it's, it's Donald Duck or marijuana plants, because that's what they'll no. look like. No, <laughs> they look like that. They're
1: not. They do marijuana, but hey, I mean... No. no. Nope, nope. <laughs> No comment on this subject. Uh, go ducks. Go bucks. Quack quack, man. What 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 does Ohio State just do? Oh, they spell out the state name. They can like, go O oh, H, and then the other guy goes I O. Oh, you do it three times and pisses everybody off. Very entertaining. You spell it.
0: Congratulations. That would piss me the fuck off.
1: It really pisses people <laughs> off because, like, for example, if you're if you're fan of a different team and and someone says oh h the other guy like screams i oh and then like all the fans of the other team are like right in between you and then the next guy goes oh h the other guy goes oh oh," and then like they just get pissed off because they feel like so awkward in the situation (laughs) like there's nothing they can do
0: i don't want to compare it i don't want to compare it to a team because it's not the same thing but it's like when the Eagles fans spell out E A G. No, oh, no, dude. not at
1: all. You can't like, do that. Di-
0: no, they're, they're it's in the same so category. Different.
1: It it's is the not. It's same category. Dude, dude. you don't it's even awful. know. You've never even been to Ohio. You don't know the history between <laughs> this. No way. Dude, I've dude been it's so like, much different. Ohio State Penn State games. What are you talking about? In Columbus? They come, they travel, dude. They travel all. Everywhere yeah, but you have not been to the shoe before. I drove in through Columbus and it sucks. Oh, uh, you, uh, you in suck. the shoe! Oh, you
0: in the shoe!
1: <laughs> oh, you what a creative chant! That's Oregon, <laughs> that's Oklahoma. Sooners, <laughs> dude. It's so creative. The ohio, I think it's awesome. You're just hating because you're number ranked two. Number number two ranked team in the country, baby, and almost made the championship last year. Let's go, Natties! And never won. Yeah, because it was a crappy play. Anyways, oh, what ducks absurd. band, ducks band. Let's go, ducks, baby. Gonna have a great team this year. If well, they play next year, and you're gonna have to pick a squad like coming game time. Then that that's gonna uh, I can't. You're gonna root. know yeah. Ohio State is my Big Ten, and Oregon's my Pac-12. You yeah, oh, can it. have both.
0: Just think about it. You're better off an, an Oregon fan because you can get an Oregon jersey, Oregon gear that you already have. Yeah, and they no make likes. they make they make sneakers to match.
1: You'll have matches yeah, like. Which are like three thousand dollars a pair. No, no. Yeah, They're no so likes. expensive those no. Jordans.
0: Wes and I found Jordans that haven't even dropped yet that are going to be two twenty five when they drop. Oh, okay. September. Oregon. Yeah, they're Oregon. They're Oregon Color Wave. Send me a picture right
1: now because I don't believe this. They're literally three thousand dollars. The ones I saw.
0: No, those. Are, that's because they're an older shoe, and they're the Oregon Specialty shoes. If you get them when they first drop, they're cheap.
1: Huh. I would have never thought that they're Jordans.
0: Yeah, they're they're the what are they the um, Jordan Fives. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I there, did not bam, know this. on Insta. On Insta. They don't have the not branding, notice. though. But it's literally it's just the, the, the color in We hmm. got it. Yeah, dude, that's not no, no. Yeah, it is. Count, doesn't count. Doesn't count, what? dude. The the Jordans that the. We have they have the O replacing the actual Jordan and there's like a duck on the back of the shoe. Yeah, I'm saying it. That's have why any branding, but that's the damnest exactly. thing you're gonna have. Doesn't count, my friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for coming. See you.
0: Oh yeah, because Jordan count. does
1: uh, Buckeye collabs too. I mean, like no, LeBron does. I think uh, the well, Jordan, on, Jordans okay. are better. <laughs> they do. They really do. Whatever. All right. Well, let's go into the oh, NFL. Oh my God, they really do. <laughs> hey, we gotta move on here. We got a packed show. Good show. Good show. All right, let's, let's go, go here, bud. Good show. NFL training camp resumed, and NFL training camp resumed, and there were still more players opting out of the season. Deadline for that has passed. It was this past Thursday, so no more opt-outs unless something drastically happens with one of these players making a scene or whatever. But other than that, there was uh, Darius Geist released from the Washington football team following a um, domestic violence investigation. Also, the Washington football team released their helmet with the numbers. Looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Looks pretty good. And then also the, the DeAndre Baker and uh, Quentin Dunbar charges have been out. And uh, DeAndre Baker is being uh, prosecuted for four counts of robbery with a firearm and Quentin Dunbar well, he wasn't charged with anything because of insufficient evidence. Um, that's all the NFL news I got. Everyone else has just been as usual, but different circumstances. We're going to get hard knocks this week on Tuesday. Uh, I know, Brandon, you want to say something about the NFL, so go right ahead.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, a couple things you already mentioned. Um, I mean, Darius guys, like, come on, dude. You've been out for two years because of injury. Now's your time with a struggling Washington team and you get arrested for, I mean like this is just, when I see shit like that, man, it aggravates me. And, and, and just uh, Odell Beckham too. I mean, shut up, bro. Like you're going to play, stop bitching. It's like like, dude. So what did said. he say? He, I, he I, said, I, I'm not going to quote him cause I don't know exactly quote unquote what he said, but it was basically along the lines of the NFL doesn't give a shit about us. Uh, they don't see us as human beings. They all they care about is their money. Da 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 da, and he's just—he's like, I'm not going to opt out of the season, but uh, this is what I think. And it's like, all right, dude, if you're not going to opt out, keep your mouth shut. You know, it's like he's always got to be the center of attention for something.
1: I don't get it, dude. He's
0: what more lady.
1: do you want? What more? What more does anybody want? <laughs> it's just what it comes down to is. Bob Morley said this great. He, he, he relays it to uh, relates it to uh, money. He said, if, if money is like the thing that drives you or something about numbers, like if you're chasing numbers and you'll never be happy, I feel well, like me, just some people just, just cannot please, cannot, cannot please them.
0: Well, let me just say something real quick. It, the NFL owners don't need a season to happen to support themselves. They have. I mean, there's a reason they own an NFL team. They have other businesses. They have other sources of income. Uh, they don't give a shit. I mean, obviously they want the season to happen, but they could still pay. They could yeah, still they make a lot pay of bills. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that, but I mean, you're an NFL player. You're making millions of dollars every year. Your health is not at risk because they're going to be testing. So I don't. I don't understand what his issue is and why he's got to make a big deal of it. Well,
1: him, yeah, he's making millions of dollars, but, like, some of these other players who have health conditions, like Starler Thule, had a heart problem, and you know, I think he had a heart transplant at one point or something like that. So, I mean, it's it's different for every player, because, like, not every player is making millions either. But OBJ, I feel like it's just, like, attention grab. Like, hey, I'm in Cleveland, Uh, I'm still a big deal, right? I mean, like, No one now is, like, putting him in the top five receiver category.
0: Because he hasn't done shit in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, that's his problem. Like, I I feel like he needs to have a big season. Otherwise, people are just going to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: He does. He needs to help his quarterback out.
1: Yeah, that Cleveland team needs to improve vastly. Yeah, the NFL for me, I, I kind of been done with them for a while. I grew up watching the NFL. It was my hands down my favorite sport to watch. I wasn't even into hockey. Definitely watched baseball, Yankees, but the NFL was my life. And I'm just so sick and tired of just hearing so much just BS from just the NFL in general. Just, and that's not all of them. There's a lot of players that are very hardworking humble, it's and humble and one, do the it's right just thing. But here and there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I'm different. My mindset's like, put your head down and just get to work and just stay humble. And what if the Dolphins go see fifteen and one, and then they are like Super Bowl contenders? Would you be back all in on the NFL? <laughs> no, they can go seven. They can go nineteen and zero, and I still won't be back in the NFL. Oh, because they're not going to go nineteen and zero. See, I love the NFL, man, because like it's just like. It's exciting. Yeah, The talent is incredible. All the games how, come down to the wire. Like, literally all of them do. How good is the talent, though, when they're not playing at the highest level? You know, I've you see so many players sometimes just go into things half-ass. Well, in football, you really can't go half-ass. I'll defend that point. You really can't go half-ass into football. Otherwise, you're going to get, like, your knee freaking blown up or maybe not half-assed but the attitude is not good. Yeah. I don't know. But we're going it seems like we're going to have an NFL season. They're not expecting to delay anything. Testing apparently has been what it is and uh players who do test positive, they kind of get put on like the PUP list and they quarantine themselves. So I'm kind of hyped because my Broncos are supposed to be pretty good this year. So it's kind of a bummer there's not gonna be fans in the crowd because I wanted to go to that freaking Jets game when they played the Broncos on Thursday night, but yeah. You what? won't be going to that. I'll go in on Zoom. If they put like the virtual yeah. fans in the Zoom thing, I'll go in. I'll paint my whole stomach orange and like <laughs> go nuts with it. Just like how you would paint yourself half green and half uh red. Half red. <laughs> I would, I would. I uh, When I was driving down to Carolina today, I saw a car with a Broncos logo, and I looked over, and I swear I thought it was you. Yeah, sure. I was dude. like, "What?" I was like, what's this guy <laughs> doing driving down here from New York? Broncos hey, logo man, we on can a car? Over. We can travel. Like, guy, doesn't, guy doesn't golf or fish. What is he doing? Just wanting to uh, get away. Also, uh, Damian Lillard, uh game with the Sixers and the Trailblazers then. They won. 51 points, and they officially eliminated the New Orleans Pelicans. So, uh, Pelicans, goodbye. Not surprising. Also, um, Colin – oh, I'm going to butcher this last name. Morikawa emerged from the crowd leaderboard to win the PGA Championship, the first major in golf this year. So, congratulations to him. I knew Brooks was, like, one stroke away from the leader. At the end of yesterday, and then now he sh- he shot like plus four to begin the day, and he fell all the way to thirty. Yeah, something with him is just he. Did he tweak either string plays... or something, or I don't even know. He either plays very good golf, or he just has a like a just bad couple of holes. He's very consistent, but it just seems like this time around he just did not do that well. Paul Casey was second place, and. Uh, Dustin Johnson, third. Wow. Yeah. Dustin Johnson had a good day. I mean, like, this calling guy just came out of nowhere. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was one thing about the... Can we talk about that White Sox play? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, what are they doing, dude? That might be the worst play I've seen in a long time. Like, I don't know who that guy was, but if you want to talk about half-ass... Literally, it looked like he didn't even locate the ball. The ball, like, bounced right past him. And for some reason, he just kept running and ran into the stands. Meanwhile, the base runner's going. He throws it to, like, the cutoff man. The cutoff man, like, misses the catcher by, like, three miles. And it was inside the park home. This has to be awful. Like, it is awful. That's one thing with baseball is once the play starts out bad, it ends bad all the time. You know, they, they'll literally miss, they'll miss the uh, the, whole, the home plate by, like, a mile. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. It's not even close. Yeah. It's going from Chicago all the way to St. Louis, the completely different direction. Like, it, it looks bad. How, how do you, like, just run into the stands so casually like that? I don't know. I, <laughs> it's not even like you it's not even like he was going that fast. Oh. No, he was going like five miles an hour. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh no, it's it's weird. All right, anything else? Good show. No sir, just NASCAR. Good show. Good show.
0: Brandon, so, you sure got anything? That's it. Oh my god. These goddamn Sixers can't keep their shit together for one season. No, they cannot, man. My so. God.
1: Before we go into trailer bill, attention to all athletes. If you're looking to get some recognition in your athletic career, go to our website and check out Elite Junior Profiles. It's a platform where you can make an athletic profile for coaches searching for talent. doesn't matter what sport you play. Elite Junior Profiles is here to help you get to the next level. So, go for it, Ant. Yes, so NASCAR, they had a back-to-back race at Michigan, Um, and I'm not going to go crazy into this race, but both days, Kevin Harvick won both races. I mean, this guy is just every single day, just, it's ridiculous, just like winning race after race after race here. Um, I'm pretty sure they had back-to-back days. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kyle Busch started to show back up in the standings here in fourth place today. Danny Hamlin was in the second. Martin Truex third, which is good, which, which I like to see. Joey Logano in the fifth. Um, it's just it's, – I'm getting sick and tired of seeing Kevin Harvick win every single race every week. But – so he well, pulled I, away I, 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 with – No parody, dude. Oh, man. It's getting annoying. And then next week they're going to be at Daytona. But Daytona Road, um, Daytona International Speedway, Daytona Beach, Florida. That will be August 16th at 3 o'clock. And, uh, yeah, that will be the next race. Up. So, you had homework for, like, three weeks now. Have you watched Cars yet? I have not. What are you no. doing? Apologies, <laughs> dude. Apologies. Oh, my god. I forgot. forgot. You three weeks. You gotta remind me, dude.
0: (laughs) I forgot. Or Talladega Nights. Talladega. I
1: watched a little. I watched a little bit Talladega.
0: That's funny. That was on the other night. I was watching it.
1: See, that is (laughs)
0: funny.
1: Talladega. Crazy. I think it's just crazy that um, as big of a NASCAR fan you've become, that cars and Talladega become. Become NASCAR fan, dude. Diehard NASCAR, dude. Just you weren't born out of the, bo- you guys. You weren't born out of the womb with a trailer hat on. Come on. I was born uh, out of the womb with a trailer hat, like your brother, but I had a, I had a <laughs> dirt bike and stuff. No, nah, he had the uh the O H I O like sign language down. Like he we came out screaming up- O H. Yeah, the doctor was pissed. I nah, nah, <laughs> I grew up trailer. Yeah, like dirt bike and stuff outside backyard, like tear up grass. Yeah, yeah man. Flex, right? Come on, you can't do yeah, that. F- yeah, Flex had a dirt bike. We both had them. What Yamaha? Yeah, yeah it was a Yamaha. Two, two, he had a. I'll never forget. I had a PE eighty it was my first one. I was like fresh seven, and then he had a TTR two twenty five, which was the model between the two thirty, the one twenty five the two thirty. Pretty sure that's what it was, yeah. Me and Flex used to rip that stuff on the railroad track in, like, South Jersey. <laughs> and now you can't do that anymore because you can't do anything in Jersey. Well, of course not. We were a Suzuki family growing up. Yeah? We all Suzuki had. Suzuki's not bad. Four wheelers. All right. Four wheelers and, um, and uh, my brother had, like, a dirt bike. Yeah. My street bike was Suzuki. That was great. But I didn't have... Uh, Suzuki motorcycle like a uh, dirt bike. Suzuki's made cars. They do, yeah. They do. Oh my it's god. Cra- it's crazy, was like, isn't the it? Hell
0: is this?
1: Yeah, it's wild.
0: Suzuki doesn't make cars anymore.
1: No. I don't know if they make them anymore. Well, yeah, no, it was like a one-year thing. They're like, why the hell are Suzuki's making cars now? No, they
0: don't make them anymore. Yeah. Brand, do you have dirt bikes and stuff like that? Uh, no. I never had a dirt bike. My cousins had quads, but I never had a dirt Quads bike. are
1: awesome.
0: Quads, quads are, are fun. Like,
1: adventuring around. That's what we did in Montana. We would, like, spend the weekend just go on trails and stuff with quads. Well, Montana's probably great for riding. Yeah, it is. You got a lot of trails, a lot of going around in the mountains, a lot of terrain to go. I mean, they had, like, a dirt bike league that my brother wanted to get into, but it's, like, so much money for that cost a yeah. lot and you gotta travel a lot too well you got yeah you gotta do a ton of traveling that's that is true you gotta get like sponsors and stuff and it's it just mm-hmm. worth it but well that's yeah i mean they had a resurgence in uh, 2010 for that like ec- ec- was it motocross i forget well, what it's called yeah supercross supercross something like that i, I don't know i haven't seen it lately Maybe that sport's still going. They got no coronavirus thing. You're wearing a helmet and you're just going. Yeah, that is true. All right, well, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, or suggestions, let us know. Leave a comment down below. Let us know what you think about the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, MLB, NFL, Rock buying the XFL, which, by the way, Rock saved the XFL's candy asses. I just wanted to throw that out there. So, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Bench Pro Sports, follow us on Instagram at originalbenchbros. Go ahead and check out our website at BenchBrosSports.com. We keep you updated on every headline throughout the week on those pages. So we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Again, thank you for listening. Last thoughts,
0: fellas. Guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every
1: one. Yeah, boys, not much to say here. Uh... We are proud to announce that new partnership with Thrive Fantasy. Also still going strong with Elite Junior Profiles. And also, yeah, sports are back. And we're happy to be, uh, you know, talking about it again and giving our honest opinion of what we think is going on. So thanks for listening. Yeah, ch- check out those uh, Thrive Fantasy and Elite Junior Profiles if you're interested. Uh, helps, helps go a long way. So I must explain. That was Anthony Frattini. That was Brandon Farrell. That's the show. We out.